Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Social Justice Matters, the podcast from Social Justice Ireland. My name is Suzanne Rogers and I'm Research and Policy Analyst with Social Justice Ireland. We release our podcast in three different formats. We have our interview series where we chat to experts on a really wide range of policy topics. We have our 10 minute lesson series where we take a particular topic and again, just really try and tease out the key points that we think people need to know within that sort of eight to 12 minute time period. And then we have our seminar series where we get to listen back to presentations we've had at previous events. And this week with the opportunity to listen back to a presentation from our policy conference last year, November, 2022, we have the pleasure of listening to Peter Doran discuss his paper, which was entitled Wellbeing Narratives, inciting the pluriverse on our island of stories, it takes a movement. We hope you enjoy. Now, our next speaker is Peter Dorn from Queen's University in Belfast. Dr Dorn is a founding member of the Wellbeing Economy Alliance Hub on the island of Ireland and has worked with the Carnegie United Kingdom Trust on a wellbeing outcomes framework for the Northern Ireland Programme for Government. He's a senior lecturer at the School of Law at Queen's and a senior writer with the International Institute for Sustainable Development's reporting services at UN Negotiations on Environment and Development. The title of his paper is Wellbeing Narratives Inciting the Pluriverse on Our Island of Stories. It Takes a Movement. Over to Thank you, Peter. you very much. Um, it's, uh, it's wonderful to be with you. Um, I'm uh, speaking today from uh, the hallowed halls of Belfast City Council, where I've been facilitating a simulation of the climate change negotiations with uh, young people from across the schools of Northern Ireland. So um, uh, I'm not in my drawing room. <laughs> These are uh, not my normal uh, environments. Now, I want to talk to you um, initially about the Wellbeing Economy uh, Alliance, and then I'll uh, share uh, some uh, slides with you about some of my own um, uh, theoretical and practical background about the connections that I expect that we'll be making in the context of our work as a, an Irish hub of the Global Economy uh, Alliance. Now, the, some of you will be familiar with the, the, the Wellbeing Economy Alliance, which is a, it's actually a, a global network. Um, it was uh, co-founded um, about three or four years ago by uh, Catherine Trebek and uh, a, a number of others. It's a, an, an alliance that focuses on the economic dimension and the economic narrative that uh, um, dominates much of our governmental decision-making and, of course, the choices we make as citizens and uh, participants in the private sector. Catherine um, has a big focus on the need to both make visible that dominant narrative that we associate with uh, capital, with the uh, the paradigm of uh, neoliberalism. So there's a, a dominant entrenched uh, system of uh, thought and practice, which curtails and often compromises our well-being. We're well aware of the uh, ecological, the, the outer 
dimensions of the destruction wrought by our dominant economic logics. But I would say, and it's part of the Wellbeing Economy Alliance thinking, that there's an inner uh, deficit created by the dominant economic narratives of uh, neoliberalism and capital as well, not just the atrophy that kicks in when we are reduced to the role of spectator citizens in our own lives, in politics, and indeed in economic transformation. So the, the project of the Wellbeing Economy Alliance um, is to foreground the need for a deep engagement, a problematization, if you like, of the uh, issues around the growth economy, the growth-led economy, extractivism, um, and the way in which the modern forms of economic, uh, sometimes it's called neoliberalism, but sometimes it's also called neoliberalism. It, get, it gets under our skin. It's so all pervasive that it can actually be quite invisible. In fact, that's one of the definitions of a very successful ideology is that it's not even apparent. You know, we drink it in with our mother's milk and we uh, we sometimes find it difficult to actually imagine a different kind of world. You're, I'm sure you've all heard the, the quote that it's often easier to um, imagine the end of the world than to imagine the end of capital. And I'm sure many of you, um, even now, as I use the word capitalism, neoliberalism, I go on to talk about colonialism, we we sometimes um, suffer from, a, a, I think, a, a shyness around naming these concepts, especially when we're trying to attract the attention of government and those who are in those ecosystems, policy ecosystems, some, for some reason, it has become beyond the pale to name these systems, to name their logics, and to name their destructive logics that so deeply colonize our institutions, our bodies, our minds, and our, our language. Now, let me move on. Um, the Wellbeing Hub Ireland um, is a uh, collaboration. It's an all-island collaboration. Um, which is organized around the idea of a, a hub, which is the, the, the chosen form for each country, uh, each country's civil society to participate in the Wellbeing Economy Alliance. And the, uh, the collaboration in Ireland involves um, uh, FASTA. I'm sure many of you will have heard of, heard of the, the pioneering work that has been conducted for many years by uh, FASTA. Uh, it's actually a, an Irish-based but international uh, think tank, uh, which has been problematizing um, capital and uh, neoliberalism for some time. Um, the other partners are the European Health Futures Forum. Um, myself, based out of the School of Law in uh, Belfast, Cultivate with uh, David Phillip, down in uh, Clock Jordan, and the uh, European um, Health Futures Forum. And we also have the wonderful participation, of course, of uh, Colette from jo Social Justice Ireland. Now, this presentation today is, is about um, some of the work that we're planning to do, but it's a very personal take. Uh, we all, those of us who come 
uh, together in the hub and have our own perspectives. And uh, what we do grows out of a, a dialogue and respect for some differences in our emphases. But nevertheless, we've managed to uh, agree enough for some very interesting initial work that will uh, kick off at the end of this year and, uh, and uh, continue into early next year. So what are we planning to do? What's our, our first uh, job of work? We've been very fortunate uh, to um, have the support of the Carnegie United Kingdom Trust um, for a project that will um, involve cultural, what we're calling cultural creatives. As I've said, the the idea of narrative, narrativity, the stories we live by. In fact, we talk about Ireland as a it's an island of stories. You know, we 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 uh, we're very familiar with the power of uh, narrativity. And what we're going to do is to engage those who are working at the interface of a cultural activity, whether it's writing, music, uh, theater, uh, other forms of performance, perhaps video making. Um, we're going to recruit a number of uh, cultural activists to deep dive with us into the um, I suppose this process of problematizing the dominant economic narrative and invite them to think about ways in which they can help us mobilize uh, conversations with various sectors and uh, in the context of uh, places. One uh, group, for example, will be the Irish language community, um, working with them to, to see what the connections are, what are the new connections we can make between the... Uh, the stories, the traditions, the, the, the myths, the language, and, and the, the need to revisit our deepest assumptions about how we live and what we mean by well-being and what is imminent in those reflections uh, in terms of a critique of the dominant systems that uh, currently compromise um, our ways of being together, caring for one another, and relating differently to, to nature, for example. So that will begin um, where we're in the research phase at the moment, and we'll be conducting uh, a couple of uh, deep dives, um, both in uh, Northern Ireland, based at the Playhouse in Derry, um, which has become a, a real hub for the bringing together of cultural activity and uh, the stimulation of conversation around climate change, around well-being, around the circular economy and other uh, issues. And the second uh, uh, deep dive will take place in uh, Clark Jordan. So let me um, share with you um, a little bit um, about the understanding that uh, the, the Wellbeing Economy Alliance brings to this uh, space. Um, the wheel founder, Catherine Trebek, um, talks about the repurposing of economic goals and how this implies a deep shift in which social practices and worldviews need to change and current path dependencies that lock in the current way of doing things need to be broken. So this is a, a transition that must take place at all levels, at the level of the niche or micro level, where innovation happens at the community or grassroots level. It happens at the level of the regime or the meso level where the 
dominant norms, practices, policies, and rules prevail. This is where the dominant uh, narrative, uh, where we encounter the dominant narrative of capital commodification and accumulation. And then it also um, involves the level of the landscape, if you like, or macro level, which is the domain of the markets, uh, culture, and political beliefs. Now, Catherine has a, a great book called The Economics of Arrival, Ideas for a Grown-Up Economy. And in the book, she problematizes economic growth and our national addictions to GDP, arguing that in the industrialized world, the great challenge is not to remain competitive or to increase efficiency or production. The challenge is to slow down without derailing uh, the economy, to reimagine progress beyond more of the same. So in many ways, uh, her project and the project of We All um, is about uh, uh, the challenge uh, to make ourselves at home in the world. Now, let me uh, see if I can share some slides to just to give you one way in which we may think uh, about that project, because we all, uh, we all have in Ireland is not about downloading um, the, uh, it's not about the transfer of a, a model of well-being, but uh, an attempt to explore what an inflection of the well-being economy uh, would look like, feel like, and, uh, and uh, um, uh, how it would operationalize, given our own culture, given our own history, given our own stories across the, uh, the island. So the, I, I want to suggest to you that the context uh, or one context for um, thinking um, about culture and the, uh, the, the exploration of what a, a well-being uh, or what, what well-being narratives might look like one way to think about it is in the context of the uh, literature and the practices associated with uh, post-development. Uh, um, these are very interesting reflections. Um, many of them have their origins in the indigenous uh, thought and critical practice of uh, South America. Some of you will be uh, familiar with uh, writers who have been capturing some of the influences of the, these ideas in uh, South America, people like Enrique Dussel and uh, uh, Arturo Escobar. Escobar um, he was responsible for um, coining this notion of the pluriverse or uh, popularizing that idea of the pluriverse, which goes back to the, the Zapatista dictum, uh, a world fit for many worlds, a, a deep and radical pluralization of economic models that are reflective of our deepest values, often territorially or place-based, reflective of our own cultures and stories and ecologies, of course, as well. Now, one of the interesting uh, things that I note in my paper is that this popularization of uh, the pluralization of development models is a pushing back against the association, the deep, um, often hidden association between European forms of modernity 
and its economic forms. And of course, the adventures, the imperial and colonial adventures, which have extended those norms and visions to every corner of the earth, often to our cost, both in terms of ecology and in terms of uh, genocidal and ecocidal consequences um, for other territories. So in, in order to deconstruct, to interrogate um, the dominant narrative, I think we can look um, for great inspiration, both intellectual and practical, to the indigenous uh, peoples and communities who are taking power, who are coming into power and empowering their ideas. And these ideas are not simply alternative forms of uh, incorporating themselves into the dominant economy. These are changes, alternatives that have epistemological and even ontological uh, uh, challenges. In many ways, they correspond to art. They correspond to the work of the cultural creative in the sense that these ideas of the pluriverse or post-development are about bringing something new into the world, including a different way of understanding our own uh, place in the world, our own place in our localities, and our own place with nature, within nature, as entangled um, elements of nature who must begin to re-embed, come home to our, our place within nature. And I was delighted to be associated recently with the Young People's Citizens Assembly, which is advising the, uh, the, the, the Citizens Assembly on Biodiversity, the Rights of Nature, was front, left and centre of the Young People's recommendations to the Assembly. And these will go forward to the, uh, the, the Doyle Committee, considering these recommendations as well. Now, the reason that the pluriverse post-development, the decolonization of economics um, resonates for me, and I think it, it, it does for many of us on the island, is that we have a, a, a very interesting positionality, if you like. And I know I'm, this will not be news to you, but it's a, a context within which I feel that it's, it's uh, urgent and useful to 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 borrow and uh, uh, engage in the ideas of the pluriverse. And the reason is that we are part of the European story. We do face the into European modernity. We do that somewhat celebratory in a celebratory way. But we also um, historically, of course, are a colonized territory. And historically, in terms of aid and foreign policy um, and civil society, have always maintained a deep interest, engagement and empathy for those who have suffered the imposition of economic models from other parts of the world with all of the costs that uh, has implied. Moreover, I would say that the work of groups like Brian, uh, Field Day, Seamus Heaney, for example, and Brian Friel have anticipated the importance of looking at the ways in which colonialism and our language, our linguistic constraints, um, our ways of being and relating to power, that in many ways we have anticipated the pluriverse through our cultural uh, uh, activities, especially through uh, the, the lens of uh, Field Day's work and Brian Friel's work on language in particular. So there's a, a fascinating uh, convergence, I think, in terms of the, the well-being economy conversation. 
the deep reflexivity that that conversation uh, invites, and the opportunity to inflect in a unique way, uh, uh, in a way that takes up our own story, our own history, and our own opportunities to um, embrace well-being, maybe in the style of uh, uh, Buen Vivir, which is part of this uh, pluriversal thinking alongside uh, the rights of nature in, in parts of South America and Ecuador and Bolivia in particular, that there are opportunities to to think deeply about well-being as a provocation or to the policy conversation, to see, think about it as a provocation to begin to decolonize our own relationships with our, ourselves, our own histories and our imposed economic models. After all, the island in many ways was a template a template for the uh, colonization of the Americas. And we have a, a deep responsibility that springs from that imposed history. And part of the liberation of the island must be a liberation from those narratives and a liberation of the land itself. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you found it useful. If you have any ideas for future conversations that you'd like us to have, any topics you'd like us to cover, please feel free to email us at secretary at socialjustice.ie. Until next time, stay safe.